Oh my god. We're nine minutes in. We're nine minutes in. Okay, now I'm recording. Uh... <laughs> So I'm just going to put nine minutes of me talking to myself. So, um, so we're just going to be upfront now. If we sound tired during this one, it's because we've already recorded nine minutes of conversation and then, a real, well, I say recorded, we spoke for nine minutes and then I realised I'd forgotten to press record. So, yeah. So if I've, we sound I've got drained, nine minutes of recording. So, you know, yeah, that's you, great. Well, you know, you've got all your conversation, so maybe it works as I a... Just fill in the blanks. As I a could, single I'll, monologue. I'll... <laughs> I'll dub you in for the first nine minutes, and it'll yeah. just be you going, I'm a stupid doo-doo head, <laughs> I didn't press record. And I'm like, I agree, you didn't press record. You're right, we didn't, uh, we should have thought this through. I should have thought this through. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, you know, Bill Murray walks on and he's a friend of the producer. What do you make of that? What? <laughs> There's no context to what we're even talking yeah. about. <laughs> oh, so, okay, oh, I'll say... Chaos. Space Jam is a very cynical film, don't you think? It is. It is a very cynical film. Mostly because... because <laughs> well, you've got... Okay, so you... I get the... in Back in action, you have this... Um, you have this very clear idea that they are basically actors. So, you know, they record a film and then it's done. It's there forever. But in this yeah. one, they present the idea that all of their films and shorts are just reenactments. So every yeah, time you turn it on the, the TV, time. they are just doing it again and that it, is a horrifying existence and it's it. an it's interesting to think how such an idea would translate to the age of streaming because maybe it works in tv when you know we're all on the same channels and they're just flipping through scheduled. yeah but i could i could look up daffy getting shot in the face now yeah and would it just be like they get a call and they're like oh we need to go yeah but because to they, my understanding i'm yeah. gonna go with the theory that during the time in between Space Jam and Back in Action, they discovered um, technology Cameras. that was able oh. it was able to let them record and replay stuff rather than relive it. Which is why in Back in Action we don't see them reliving things. Yeah, that's a good point. Generally, I tend to find that um, they have a they well in Back in Action it's odd as well. I'm skipping to that one, but they have a they have a relationship of a like a working relationship but also all the characters just naturally fit into their looney tunes roles anyway like elmo is just secretly evil and wants to shoot bugs anyway even though to quote bugs we made 35 pictures together yeah and because that you know, they're all method really yes they truly are because even because to be fair it is revealed at the end of the film in a giant M Night Shyamalan twist oh that the whole thing was a film it's basically all been You're orchestrated right. by bugs to get Daffy to star in his latest film yes um which is it's, it's a kind of mind warping it is very because well the only way to get Daffy into a new it sort of explains all of bugs's actions through that film as well because yeah it, he's constant like it explains why daffy saves the day because well, that would never actually happen yeah because bugs uh, gets trapped by marvin 
because he knows that Daffy needs to save him for yes. the plot. He knows that it's his story of wanting recognition. Yeah. There's um that, that's why but in the same effortless cool. Yeah. In the same way that Space Jam is Michael Jordan's story. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, a movie that was sort of commissioned based off the popularity of some Nike commercials starring Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan, which they share equal billing for, which I always find funny, because if you look yeah. at the poster, it's just it is Michael Jordan, because, like, Bugs Bunny, that's it. The it's two leading like, Bugs men. Bugs actually looks better as well in the poster. Michael Jordan looks like he's lit incorrectly compared to how bugs is lit from the galaxy it's not That's a very technical thing but yeah like... no no i agree it's not as seamless a blend of animation and live action as something like roger rabbit yeah where you've got i mean i you know but maybe i don't know maybe that adds see but thematically it adds to michael's alienation from the world around him as he feels like he is it's true because when you look at how when bill murray turns up he actually looks like he fits into the film a lot better. He does. It, which and, shouldn't be right. Because the thing is, I you know, you can say a lot about you can say a lot about Michael Jordan's acting talent and the fact that he doesn't really have much. But he does sort of work as a straight man to the Looney Tunes. Like yeah, their insanity. So if anything, it seems weirdly funnier because he is so straight-faced and doesn't takes it all in his stride and doesn't seem to react to any of it no he can he gets thrown down a golf hole yes when playing with wayne knight which no one cares about other than wayne knight bill murray doesn't care at all on the way down yeah so really he's dead because everyone knows that when your shoe comes off you die his power is in Um, his shoes like that other um film michael jordan wasn't in the film do you remember like mike I, I do, I yes. do. See, that was, it was because of, that was the film that made me know who Michael Jordan was. Because, you know, he's, I mean, he's he is very much a worldwide star, but as basketball isn't as big in Britain, so he's not sort of the um, instantly recognisable figure he would be in America. And bearing in mind, this film did release in 1996, which was a year before you were born, two years yes, before I was born. exactly. Which is insane really because it's had such an impact on my life yes well have you um have you been watching because it it can be hard to wrap your head around how popular michael jordan was within america at the time huge so have you been watching yeah and um have you been watching the last dance on netflix i haven't but there's been some yet it is it is in my list i really want to watch it yeah but there's been some because it's basically the story of um, basketball in that era. And there's been some quality memes coming out of it of people taking the Michael Jordan interviews and basically just reappropriating them so that he's talking about Space Jam. <laughs> like There's one where, so he sat down and the, the caption is him saying, I stormed into practice and said, get this piece of shit off my team. And the next one is of some other guy saying, I said, Michael, this is just a movie. And that's Daffy Duck. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> that's very funny. Oh, it's and what do you think of um Michael's approach with the rest of his team? Does he sync oh. up well with them? Do their playing styles naturally meet? I think, I think so. I think that um it really does show in Michael Jordan's you know playmaking ability when at the final hurdle of the of the match he gets everyone to huddle around. And he's, he basically goes, somebody get the ball, pass it to me, I'll score. Yeah, that's it. He is very much the... Teamwork. 
Yeah, he's very much the crotch of the team, I would say. Despite the fact that Bug scores plenty, because he uses a scooter, he uses a little moped to score. Yes. Um, well, they there is some flagrant rule breaking in this. Yeah, there's um, some bones shattered. Yeah, Elmer uh, Wayne and Knight is squashed and blown up. They use Elmer and um, Sam. Was it? Yeah, like Yosemite Sam. Sam. They, oh, yeah. yeah, they use um, they use guns to shoot out the teeth of one of the monsters in yeah. a Pulp well, Fiction I, reference. <laughs> if you recall the horrific fate of Tweety Bird, he ends up with an iron lung. Yes, um, and <laughs> poor poor Wayne Knight gets smushed. He gets completely flattened. Yeah, and it's not a flattering flattening either. No, as no. much as that doesn't sound right, but. He doesn't look any better, any any thinner by being <laughs> flat, which is a is a tough way to to go. They also smush Michael um Michael Jordan into a basketball at one point, which is it's rough to look at. I'm not gonna lie, it's very rough. It, yeah, because he just screams. He's a scream. Yes. but again, ball. he I feel like his reaction isn't dramatic enough to it. He seems to walk it off mostly. Well, it's because he like unfolds and then he's like, oh. Oh, I yeah. don't want to do that yeah. again. But, you know, this goes back to, again, presented with an entirely animated world. The only, His biggest moment of shock is when he just goes, Bugs Bunny. He doesn't even question the reality of them here? being there. He's confused why, like, why they're here. Like, yes. he, he's not it's like, not, why am it's I It's not here? their he's existence, like, he questions. Yeah. It's not their existence, he questions. It is just, why are you here? Even his kids don't really question it. No, because, but well, kids. yeah, exactly. So that was how justified. I always interpreted it. They're kids; they still believe in the Looney Tunes, I guess. What do you, what do you mean? They are real. They, yes, obviously, they could suck you down a golf course at any moment. That's why I play golf every Sunday. Yeah, hoping one day I, I shove my hand in the hole and I'm like, "Take me away!" Oh, just please! I want to play against the monsters. <laughs> I don't even want that. I just want to be away from this world. <laughs> Take me to the Toon world. <laughs> well, I can just be crushed by an anvil and none of it will matter. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet Brendan Fraser. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, God. I love the fact that my brain immediately went, I want to meet Bran- Brendan Fraser and not um, not the woman in it, which I can't even remember the name of. I can't oh. She was... Oh, I looked it up. Jenna Elfman. She... Yeah. She had... Oh, she was in Dharma and Greg. That was what it was. Yeah. I should have known because Elfman. I should always remember Elfman. Why? Not that... Just because I always um, remember Danny Elfman. Oh, okay. So you just... Next time someone asks you who's in back in action, you're going to go, oh, it's Brendan Fraser and Danny Elfman. The power couple. Oh, okay. So the director, Richard Elfman, her father-in-law. and So Danny Elfman is actually her uncle-in-law. Right. Yeah, that's, oh. that's how I should remember it. Well, that's information then. Great. What an, what an intriguing fact that was. I, yeah. you, you learned something new now. <laughs> she pre- is attractive in the film, but Brendan Fraser is more attractive in the film. Yes, definitely. He Brendan pl- Fraser is my idol. Yes, he's all our idols, really. Well, this is um, the second time in, you know, four episodes that we've talked about Brendan Fraser because we were supposed to talk about... Well, we would... I was trying to talk about the Tom Cruise mummy and then we got distracted by talking about how great Brendan Fraser's mummy is. And because it is so great. And I mean, I've been watching yeah, Scrubs obviously. recently and Brendan Fraser turned up in that as well and he's incredible in that. Yes. But in and he references them in Back in Action as well. He says, have you seen those mummy movies? I'm in them more than Brendan Fraser is. So his character in this is the stunt double for Brendan Fraser, who then at the end 
punches Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Because, oh, no, no, the B-Man does all his own stunts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that I like that. Um, there's two ways you can look at that. Either that means the film that Boggs has orchestrated to save money has just hired Brendan Fraser's stunt double for the entire run, or some of those scenes are actually the real Brendan Fraser and some are just his stunt double who is also played by Brendan Fraser. I, I don't think my brain can handle it. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, there's too many layers of it to compute. I'll give you that, but I mean... One, one thing I will say about Lintons Back in Action and Space Jam. Um, yes. Most of Space Jam takes place in, you know, in our toon, in the Toon world with a live action character yeah. alongside. Yeah. Whereas a lot of, almost, well, in the entirety of Back Connection basically takes place in the real world with the Toon characters. And that pairing looks so much better. Like From Back, Back in Action. Action. Yeah. Yeah, Back in Action looks so good. It does. Genuinely so good. And I think it's more fun for that reason as well. Like, it's a nice... It puts them in a lot of different environments where they work really well. Yeah, and like... Because they... In, they... Um, interact with the environment around them so cleverly and so funny as well yeah well that's sort of that's another element that you that i want to talk about with back in action because i feel like it's much closer to the um to sort of the uh style of classic looney tunes i would say right down to the point where they basically just deviate to have scenes that would work as short skits in you know the classic era like when they're running through all the paintings and that's genuinely amazing yeah and the animation is changing styles as they go along it's great like genuinely like the entire scene the entire film is fantastic yeah but But that scene in particular yeah it just so good and we're not even acknowledging the the fact that because this film takes place in the real world behind the scenes of the hollywood kind of thing yes this actually takes place in the world in which the live-action Scooby-Doo films yes exist, and that well, because this is the thing. The at one point in Scooby-Doo two, when Shaggy is trying all the different chemicals, he turns into uh, the Tasmanian Devil. No, Scooby turns into. The no, Tasmanian you're ah, oh, de- I've confused. And I'm the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, that's that's the one. And then in the next Looney Tunes film, they reference Scooby-Doo and Matthew Lillard and how. Um, was it Casey Kasem who was voicing Shaggy at that point? Apparently, isn't yeah. happy with Matthew Lillard for making him sound like a total space cadet. Yeah, well, his the, the you're slightly off on your timings because the first oh, Scooby Doo okay. movie came out in 2002. Ah, oh, right. Lynchings Back in Action came out in 2003, and Scooby Doo came out in 2004. Wow. So it is the holy trifecta of films. Huh. Because if you recall, Shaggy says to Matthew Lillard, "If you goof on me in the sequel, in the sequel, I'm coming oh. after you." Wow, they must have already greenlit the sequel then. God, yeah. can you imagine the confidence of that? That would have been sad if they said, if you goof on me in the sequel, and it was the second film, and there was yeah. never a sequel. You never saw the sequel. But no, yeah. it, it that's why it stands as the perfect film, because Scooby-Doo happens as a film, Lintons Back in Action is a behind-the-scenes action that happens in between the two films, and then Scooby-Doo 2 finishes it off with a nice little cheeky reference to Scooby-Doo, uh, to Lintons. Yeah. And Space Jam is very much, uh, you don't get a lot of Looney Tunes acting in their um, sort of traditional roles, I would say. I think you know, if I they're all just rightly. sort of fighting. They have to be united over this common enemy that is the Monstars. But, um, you know, you 
Daffy is just sort of like he's a good example because in Space Jam he's just more or less sort of crazy but in back in action he's very much wired into his uh motive through a lot of the shorts like the classic Chuck Jones era shorts which is just he wants he wants glory he wants fame and fortune and that's all he's pursuing yeah well if i remember rightly and i'm just checking it out but a lot of the voice cast for the for the Looney Tunes is actually not the proper voice cast for Space Jam? No, no, because it's... Uh, Mel Blanc did a lot of the voices and he had died before Space Jam, so these are all new they, actors. They, yeah, they all tried new ones. Yeah, but it's actually... well, they're, they're, impu- they're basically impersonating his voices, in essence, so... Yeah, and I remember it fi- finding it really weird. Like, the voices in Back in Action are, yeah. feel like the correct voices to me. Yeah, they feel a lot closer, I think. But do you know who voiced... Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd in Space Jam. No. Billy West. Oh, wow. Well, then I've just insulted Fry, but whatever. But he does continue to voice Elmer Fudd in Tobacco in Action because that character does consistent. That's Um, a... mm, Yeah. But I do agree that, like, it's Daffy for me. The big difference is Daffy. Yes. He Well, it's not only him, but the way... The way the world... I guess this does make sense then for it to be all of... In back in action for it to all be Bugs's constructed film. Because Daffy is just constantly put upon by the world in that film. Every single... The jetpacks blow up because he says his name. He asks. <laughs> the, a giant rock falls on him. Every single... humongous rock? Yeah. The, the, the jetpack trousers fly off. Because he, just because he looked at them. Well, I know Bugs sort of presses a button, but and that's the other thing. Bugs is a pure agent of chaos in that film. Yeah, he watches the world burn. He's the director of that film. Yes, but he is watching the world burn. He does nothing to stop them firing Daffy, and then is immediately saying, "I can't believe you've done this. He's an amazing. You know, we we need Daffy back." He actively helps Daffy escape, thereby perpetuating the catastrophe that happens with the water tower. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Bugs Bunny's fault, but he allows it. Yeah, because and when you see it, it... Because he's funny. Yeah, and when you see it tipping over onto them, with that great shot where Brendan Fraser is like, he's caught Daffy and he's like, job well done, and then the entire tower <laughs> is falling behind him. Elfman looks really shocked and horrified at what's happening. Bugs just opens a little umbrella. A tiny like, umbrella. It's, it's all like, part of the plan. Coming. And then <laughs> he's like, hey, what do you know? I found Nemo. Because 2003. Yeah, good uh, good topical reference. But even now, that would still... That still holds work. it, yeah. I'm not going to... Yeah, I, I should clarify. I'm not watching that now and going, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Interestingly enough, the voice actor who voiced um, Bugs and Daffy in Back in Action unfortunately yes. passed away in 2016. Oh, that is a shame. But, but he I don't understand why he wasn't brought in to voice them for Space Jam, because he was clearly... Yeah, he seemed much better at it. Yeah, he, I can't believe he did both. That's insane. Mm, that like, makes it Being even... able to play Bugs and Daffy alongside each other is very insane. And he played Who in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He played Yosemite Sam as his film debut. Oh, wow. That is very interesting. Yeah. Well, because I think it is that Mel Blanc didn't actually voice every one of the Looney Tunes in the classic shorts, but he had it written into his contract that for less pay, he would get the credit for voicing all of them. Which I can't work out if if that is or isn't a dick move. I don't really know, because he's getting paid less, but also he's taking credit for voices that he didn't necessarily do. So, but they did get credit eventually. Whatever, it's confusing. 
it's a because yeah. we're not that's ancient history we're not talking about that we are talking about the modern world of 2003 or 1996 yes um oh yeah so after the success of space jam this was what warner bros wanted to pursue they had a lot of potential projects in mind that tony hawk recently revealed i say recently a couple like a year ago or something he revealed in a tweet that he had been at, at one point approached to make what was being called skate jam yeah that is um, true there's also uh so originally what would become back in action went into development under the title of spy jam and was With jackie chan yeah exactly was supposed to star jackie chan which does make sense because in some regards back in action does feel like they a sort of spy comedy got slammed into a looney tunes script and this yeah, is the in result the best way possible yeah i can't decide if having jackie chan in that film I would have liked him to be... I'm not saying I want him to replace Brendan Fraser, yeah, but it would have been nice like for him, him to that. Maybe he could be his dad instead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then Timothy Dalton wouldn't have got his... Timothy Dalton is really good return. in it. Um, yeah, he slaps himself a lot. <laughs> That's it. That's what he does. He just stands Why there. Why are you hitting yourself so much? Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Steve Martin is really Steve good Martin. as well. He commits to that oh, performance more than anyone else, I God. would say, as the head of Acme, which is a great choice for villain as well. Yeah. It's Steve so Martin obvious, is... but it's so it's so perfect. He's... Oh, God. He's... And Ron Perlman is like a, is a cameo yeah, in that film. Yeah. Well. <laughs> he turns into a skeleton. I have a drama objection. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he properly commits that role, and he's so funny in it. He is. Which is, he, like, he... the duck... He's constantly Extra struggling crispy. with the remotes. Yeah, doesn't have the right TV remote. Remove the duck. <laughs> I mean, viciously and painfully. Oh god, he's just—he has so much, such good, perfect timing against the um the Looney Tunes as well, like sending yeah. Wiley Coyote away, and then, <laughs> and watch out for the stained glass window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's tough being the boss. <laughs> um, you and I think Brendan Fraser does actually do a really good job of being the straight man against them because in the same way i said michael jordan is to us if anything he's a bit too straight he is so yeah. rigid that he hardly reacts to crazy stuff as it's happening brendan fraser does react the way a human would but he's also appropriately grounded and he still is funny as well yes. like he does still mess things up like he falls off the um the all the stunts he messes up a lot of stuff yeah he's trying to do it yeah i'm confused well i guess he was supposed to go over the table seamlessly i'm always confused in that sequence over what exactly he did wrong yeah because he, he tries to walk over the end of the table and then tips the table up and throws food everywhere but i would argue if you didn't want that table to go over why would you put food on it well i think you're I, maybe i'm recalling the scene wrong or maybe you're recalling the scene wrong i'm not quite sure but to my rem memory they ask him to come back they're like we'll call you or something before he flips over the table no no it's after he says can i try that again and they say no thank you we'll call you oh and then the eating the lettuce yeah exactly because he basically like yeah. clumps down onto the table yes. to begin with, and um, then as he gets up, he tries to step, and then he flips it. Yeah, all. I love his constant refusal to believe that his dad is a spy, even yeah. when presented with blindingly obvious clues. He sees his dad giving him a message. I mean, it is sort of a human reaction, but his first instinct to see his dad beating up a bunch of guys and saying, "Son, I need your help," and he's like, "Are you shooting a Is movie or something?" <laughs> uh, I... And then. The, and the spy car whole oh that's a that's a great yeah scene. i know this is a spy car <laughs> absolutely nothing like a spy car uh, 
and <laughs> just him and him on him and Daffy, Brendan Fraser and Daffy. I would watch an entire film just about those two. I could have watched their entire road trip, no yeah, question. W- <laughs> now I'm getting real tired of throwing you at the car. That's the plan. (laughs) (laughs) When when it falls apart and he just goes, now that's an interesting feature. (laughs) Oh, it's so... Again, we've got to avoid falling into the trap. We've got to avoid falling into the trap of just quoting it to each other. But it's true. I think the line... There is a line that I think is... I think of this line on a daily basis where Bugs... (laughs) Where Bugs is told not to touch anything in the TVR. He's like, I'm about to defy you. (laughs) Again, agents of get. There is no reason, no reason for him to touch it. But he wants to anyway. In the middle of the desert. For the sole reason that. Because he finds it funny to defy the wishes of. oh. Oh, God. There's that bit where <laughs> Daffy's getting chased through the streets, and it's like, "Where is that duck?" And then he just goes, "Ah!" Crashes and onto the window. Onto the yeah. window. Like, Good old Daff. Never yeah. misses a cue. Oh, and <laughs> oh. The, there's um. What do you think of the big sort of space duel at the end? Because I I like it, but. I tend to, it's sort of one of those examples where I feel like I just want to spend more time with the Looney Tunes than uh, the humans, even though they're good and I have praised them already. But I think they should be more, I feel like they should be more center stage of the film than they are. Yeah. Because you've got this really enjoying, you know, enjoyable, entertaining, weird Star Wars parody and it keeps cutting away to the strange robot dog thing. Yeah, I, I do still enjoy those bits, really. Like, I think of the two scenes, I think they both have enough moments that I'm like, I'm good with this, I like this. Because the the scene where, you know, it's quite actually quite tense seeing and, um, Timothy Dalton strapped all these things in the train coming and Brennan Fraser going to make it is like, oh God, he's going to get around the dog. It's actually relatively tense for like that kind of level of film. Yeah. Whereas like in space um, with Bugs fighting Marvin the Martian and Daffy just cowering oh, in the ship. And uh, Duck Dodgers. That's a good, I love the inclusion of Duck Dodgers in this. That's a yeah. great. And again, this goes back. I think the strongest part of the film is how much um, Joe Dante sort of roots it in the classic motivations of Looney Tunes. Yeah, definitely. And because apparently he had to fight very hard for that as well while making it. There are a lot of executives who just wanted him to, you know, sort of have them be um, supplements for whatever catchphrase sprung to mind. He said, no, they wouldn't. He had like Bugs and Daffy have to act this way. They can't. Ju- they don't just say insane things. They both have clear goals. Yeah, like saying it's a good. <laughs> Thank God from Walmart for giving us all these. Free yeah, Walmart but... <laughs> for saying Walmart a bunch Bro, of times. There's a. Th- see, that's that's a funny line. And there's another sort of similar one at the end where they draw attention to the artifice of the film, where Brendan Fraser says. Um, he introduces his, you know, female companion to his dad. And he's like, this is Kate. We don't have much chemistry, but we're supposed to get together anyway. Yeah. And it, it's a line that I think genuinely sort of really works. And then they cut it out of the film, just, which is a yeah. shame because it ties. I mean, it works for how this whole thing is a construct of Bugs's own work of art. Yeah, He's just put it together and he's yeah. like, let's still go together. Yeah. Any other big... Um, 
oddities or anything worth talking about, really. Well, of course, there is the um, the cameo of Michael Jordan. Oh, in yeah. Back in action. Yeah. Which is just archive footage from Space Jam. But it looks better. Is because it? It's, wow. I didn't know that. It's Because it, it's just literally him being like, let's do some drills. It's literally the same yeah. clip. It's just they. It's lit better because it's in a in a real environment, so it looks. I guess better. that's maybe why um, he when his zip goes down, he doesn't even reach behind his head to do it. The zip exactly. just goes down yeah. automatically, and then it's back, back to Steve Martin. It's like, who's laughing now? <laughs> the hat. Again, he commits so much. Every word he says works. What's his name? Goldberg, uh, I think, is the the wrestler, whatever his name was. The the guy who's like the assistant. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not um, actually sure. He just turns out to be the (laughs) a female Tasmanian Devil. Tasmanian Devil doesn't do a whole lot. The most damage he does is to that is to Ron Perlman. That's it. Yeah. He doesn't. He isn't actually used against Bugs and Daffy in any meaningful way. But it's just it's the threat of him. It That's is. You're right. Him. Yeah. And then they immediately teleport them back to Acme headquarters, where they're all mixed up. Yeah. Oof. But even that is sort of well done. As 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 confusing as it is to look at, they give um they give them all the yeah, they, animated they features the pretty well. Because yeah. they give Jenna Elfman the tail, I think, the little Bugs Bunny tail, and they give um, yeah. Brennan Fraser the teeth. Yes. And they give uh, Steve Martin the ears. And so they're all stuff that still could, you know, make sense and it doesn't, you know, impact them. So it's not going to look super weird. Yeah. I think generally... Um, ugh, I've lost what I was going to say now. That's This is uh, this is good note-taking for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I um, one thing I do... Uh, briefly interesting... Uh, while you try and recover your yes, uh, brain, though, is that Space Jam was directed by uh, Joe Piper? Dante? Yes. No, Who no. Did Joe Gremlins? No. No. Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam. Directed, Sorry, I got confused. Directed by back Joe Piper, and Back in Action was directed by Joe Dante. So they're yeah. both directed by a Joe. Oh which well, is wow. A little bit strange. interesting stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> this is what it's going. It actually is relevant to Joe Dante because he said he had very little creative control in terms of making the film. Because I did just say he fought hard to make sure the character motivations were in check. Yeah, but. He was originally more interested in making a Chuck Jones biopic, which sort of fell through and never came to light, which is a shame because I'd, I'd be interested in that. But yeah, he definitely. was. But they thought, well, with or without me, someone at Warner Brothers is going to make another live action Looney Tunes film. It might as well be me. That's not an exact quote, but that seems like the attitude he had going into it. But I yeah. would say he does. It doesn't feel half assed in that way. He does no, actually seem to do a pretty good... He tries to elevate it to, you know, being classic Looney Tunes. And I, I think genuinely, it, as much as it may not have been... Well, actually, uh, that that's a good point. Um, he, he put in a lot of time and effort into the film. And I think it shows because it is a good film. It's a funny film. It's a good um, way of transporting them around from set piece to set piece. Yeah. And it's because it is just a spy film. It's in a time when the films, the spy films we had at the time were like... I spy, spy and spy kids yeah. yeah so there's a lot of spy stuff going around actually thinking about it yeah. uh so they managed to get a unique film out of it a thought that's just occurred to me what does space jam mean as a title why is it called space jam well um i think uh in terms of the, the jam part is is something to do with uh, music. basketball oh right okay i, I think that may be me. But then if play. that's the case, why were all the sequels going to be called, you know, Skate Jam and Spy Jam? Because that's just how 
that it that, continues on. <laughs> that was how it was um, going to work. But don't ask me questions that I don't know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, weirdly, it sounds like a good name for a soundtrack. And it's, like, a great, that, it's a great name for a song. Yeah. Well, it, it, guess what? It in fact <gasps> was a song. You're not going to believe oh, this because no oh one God, mentions really? it. Yeah. They. But am I right in saying they play? Um, I believe I can fly more than they play Space Jam over the course of the film. They do. They play yes. it twice. Which, Just you know, is a... You know, that's... Whatever. That hasn't aged terrifically. But there's... You know what it is? It's a personal... Not the song. The story. It's personally rooted with Michael Jordan. Yeah, based because, around his father's um, yes. gambling addiction. Yes. Because the, he was murdered at a young where, age. No, wait. Hang on. <laughs> if that's the basis for it, then in this film, Michael Jordan gambles his own livelihood and safety. But he wins. Right. Oh right! Oh, so that's fine then. It's yeah, it's all right. It's fine because he he sacrifices his he his father didn't sacrifice his life. He lost his life. Oh, I see. Gambling. Whereas so... Michael Jordan chooses that life, uh, so it's it's just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they wanted to draw attention to. Yeah, it's it's a little bit sketchy, but. Yeah, and then oh yeah, and he was was um did Michael Jordan actually try being a baseball player for a while then? He did. Um Oh okay. I wasn't I'm not sure if this was just something invented for the film or if he was actually making fun of himself. No, I I uh, his father was um a baseball player. Yes, that's oh, right. the words. Yeah. yeah. Uh to my well, to my knowledge, I will double check it because just <laughs> in case I'm I'm completely mixing that up. Yeah. Um there's also I mean this is a point that's been made many times, but the fact that all the aliens are animated cartoons sort of suggests that humans are the oddity in this universe. Well, because they remember, um, they get pulled into the Loontunes world, which is like underneath the Earth. Yeah. But then the alien ship comes and like lands in real Earth. Yes. So that that just makes everything a lot more confusing. So what you're saying is there's no answer to this. It's just all that. But yeah, but it's chaos. It's utter chaos. But Michael Jordan is pulled down, but he doesn't become a cartoon. He just stays real life. What I think happened is that this is another film that is created inside the back in action uh, universe. Oh, I see. So this is just a film. Yeah. Oh, right. Whereas back in action is a real thing. It's a real life event. Yeah. But Space Jam is the kind of film they would make. That makes... Well, because it's it, like... it has to. It, yeah. That's it's how like Michael Jordan even, is. Even... Um, maybe that's why even when Michael Jordan does turn up in back in action... Daffy is sort of acknowledging, like, this doesn't make a lick of sense. Like, yeah, yeah we sold like, out slightly in this, but, you know, who cares? We got great art from it. Well, that's the thing is that the the way that it's definitely a sellout because they're trying to make more money from it. Because can can you tell me um, the budget and box office of Space Jam? Um, no, I cannot. I well, would assume somewhere in the region of, you know, 60 or 70 million maybe very close it is 80 million for the budget oh. of space jam but the box office it made 230 million wow that's sizable ish yeah it's yeah that's all right good yeah but then we look at lunatons back in action yes um what, i'm gonna guess i'll guess 80 million again then it was 80 million again oh. but what did it make at the box office i don't think it was a success I, do, I remember it being, I, not from, you know, childhood, but I remember looking at it recently and how it apparently didn't do very well gross-wise. It did not. It got oh, 68 no. million. Ooh, couldn't even recoup the budget. No, 
which is a very sad date considering it actually got mixed reviews yeah which seemed well i you know because you brought him up when we were talking about scooby-doo but roger ebert did like back in action yeah he gave it a positive review he gave it a thumbs up on his show uh and so did richard roper who was with him they both liked it a lot um well i say a lot he called it goofy fun that's what he called it yeah i've I've actually got the rest of the um thing up now um it's goofy fun or maybe we should make that daffy fun Uh, (laughs) oh see he knows it's daffy's story it's true he's been able to pick right to the heart of the film and understand that it was all actually that does um there's a great quote by chuck jones where he says um i think most of us like to think we would want to be bugs bunny but in reality, we're actually Daffy. Yeah, that, that was so, uh, one of the saddest that, days of my childhood when I realised yeah, that was true. Which is, but it's very true, because you want to be this amazing action hero who takes everything in his stride and is loved by everyone, and Daffy just, as we said, constantly gets shit upon by the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything goes wrong by rocks Daffy. and exploded by jetpacks. Even in the... the, worst- the 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 very end when it looks like he has some small victory yeah he pats his little feet together and he's like yeah even his partnership agreement is clearly slated towards bug still because he is bugs is like going away in a limo with carrots being piled onto him and he's like we're gonna be equal partners in this and daffy is just left to walk away (laughs) he he seems so optimistic he's so so yeah he's so briefly confident and then you know suddenly crushed god if that ain't just a metaphor for the uh the hollywood industry though yes exactly it was a metaphor for what was going to happen to this film because they had made such a just a a fun film that was gonna revive that had honored you know the the moral of the classic shorts and then immediately got crushed by box office returns It's so sad. It is Why does sad. I love not survive. Yeah, <laughs> my hamster. <laughs> these films. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, we are getting a. There are rumors of. Well, I say rumors. It has been confirmed now that they are making a Space Jam two with LeBron yeah, James. Yeah, it's been confirmed for like. I know, you know but like now it has years. a. It has a title now called Space Jam: A New Legacy. Which I I don't like it. <laughs> it's a very generic title. I'm not gonna lie. It's just. I mean, and it it's also doesn't say a good precedent because think of all the other legacy films we got. You know, the Bourne Legacy, Tron no Legacy, exactly. Even that. Well, I sort of like Tron Legacy, but you know, but it didn't do well, so it's not gonna... exactly. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's gonna have to be cheap to do well. I don't think it will be though because it's not. It. It's a case the of how says 161 million already. Yeah, there's too much nostalgia connected to it for it to be just some tiny throwaway thing. They're going to have to push it, and we're going to have to confront the fact that Space Jam is an inherently absurd film. It's just I'm so, not ready for that. It's so like it's so insanely strange and bizarre that this existed, and how of its time it is. Do you think they bring Wayne Knight back for it? I, I Do you don't think know, they bring? Is it, it going to be a sequel? Sequel? Like, are they going to talk about the time Michael Jordan? Will Michael Jordan make an appearance? I, yeah. By the way, I went to Wayne Knight before I went to Michael Jordan returning. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm supposed to think of Bill Murray first. They could, yeah. That's a possibility. You know what? Thinking about it, I think of all of the ones. Wait, that who's I would... producing it? Can he turn up again? Is he still a friend of the producer? Oh, um, produced, produced by, by not Ryan Ivan Reitman is not a producer, so he's got to be friend. Ryan Coogler is producing it. Apparently so. Yeah, and LeBron James and two other people I haven't heard of. And I, so I don't know if Bill Murray's friends with them. But apparently the music is going to be done by Hans Zimmer. Yeah, that's... Um, I okay. think of all of the sequels that have been potentially... That, that they were going to make, this is the one I'd like to see least. Really? I would much rather see Spy Jam or Skate Jam. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think this is... I, I worry that this is a case of them overestimating the online love for this film. I mean, I know it's widely loved on the internet, but I don't know if if you go to the average person on the street, you know, run up to them, yell at them, do you know about Space Jam? What would their answer be, really? Of course. Of course Yes, exactly. Oh, it's a silly question, you're right. I do think it, it does have a, a wider mainstream appeal, at least just for people knowing it, because of Michael Jordan. Mm. People who knew of Michael Jordan know of this film. Who knows about LeBron James now, then, is the question. Well, there were... A lot of people, probably. Yeah, probably a lot of people who like basketball but yeah he, yeah but no, and no, he's well huge. It, has space jam ever been about appealing to people who like basketball that much really though surely there's other films wouldn't they rather see Flubber. you know air bud the one about the dog <laughs> playing basketball air will be bud yeah air will be blood <laughs> yeah uh, air dogs i don't yeah. know I'm just saying there's been so many of those like, you're just saying that well there's they've probably made it because there's been a million Airbud movies <laughs> surely Airbud is getting old now oh I don't know that dog is probably long dead I hate to sound uh, pessimistic but I can't really imagine so that also sets an interesting precedent would they address the span of time in terms of telling the Space Jam story I do you think know. they'd we'll- approach Michael Jordan first and I'll be like oh I'm too old guys I can't help you with the Monstars this time. Will it be the Monstars again? Will it be a new villain? Will it be Airbud who is the villain? Will it be Danny DeVito again? I don't... Surely not. He's too busy. Doing what? Um... I mean, you know, nothing against Dan DeVito. I'm sure he has a lot of projects going. But, you know, you could spare time just to, just to turn up, surely. Maybe. I, I don't know. It depends if, if it would be important or not. But <laughs> I don't think he's he's lined up to come back. It's a but damn we shame. Don't, we don't know who's coming into this into this film at all. Well, we've spent an, enough time speculating about Space Jam 2. Any final thoughts about the duology that is Space Jam and Back in Action? I went through a big transformative period in my life where I discovered that Space Jam is the is not the superior film of those two. And it was a it was a huge discovery in my life and it's a discovery that I think a lot more people need to make and people need to go out and buy back in action on DVD. Yes. Especially um, because it didn't make as much money. It's a case exactly. of the lower performer being the higher quality. Buy it on Blu ray if you can. Uh, is that if on you Blu-ray, find any know. merchandise online, send it to me because I yeah. need it. I only found one t-shirt and it was a kid's size and I couldn't <laughs> buy it. Um, what was the t-shirt of? It was literally just Looney Tunes um, back in action, like the logo. All ah. of the other Looney Tunes logo stuff and merchandise is just bugs slapping Lola's butt and I don't want that. <laughs> I do uh, not want that. We didn't even talk about Lola in regards to Space Jam, but you know. I feel like that... we'd go down a rabbit hole. Ha 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 ha. Oh my god. that's <laughs> Or a golf that's... hole in this case, I guess. Yeah. Both work. 
but no, I, we, that's a, that's a discussion maybe for another day when we discover for another day a whole other episode just about devoted to Lola Bunny. We could do it actually devoted to um you know crushes from our childhood and stuff. So that's a good idea. I I never had a crush on Lola. I'm just gonna say no. Well, that's okay. You had crushes on other people. <laughs> and no, that's we, it. Those are the only. That's the only relevant thing. It's yeah. that or nothing. <laughs> But I did, so I can tell you all about oh, it. Oh, okay. Then well, I look forward to being one. mildly disturbed by that. And but you can also talk about Bugs's eight hundred nephews and nieces. Nieces and nephews, yes. Yeah. He. That's the yeah. In the board meeting, they imply that you know Daffy has zero popularity, which I find a little insulting. No, he says that he's popular with one demographic, which is nerds who live in their mum's basement. Ah, well then. <laughs> which is a very big call out. <laughs> oh, that's, um, again, everyone wants to be Bugs, but we're really Daffy. We're all Daffy at heart. The only thing that yeah. is relevant of Bugs' personality to me is that I love chaos. You would love to be that much of an agent of chaos, I think, definitely. Yeah. You'd love to just watch everything go to hell around you i like to push the button that <laughs> that to sends them you. yeah and because i just i but it never it never works it always blows up back in my face it does and it's sad but you know like you get crushed by that rock is what happens yeah. <sighs> someday so- 